0: People in the West African country of Mali are also waiting for a decision by the United Nations. Islamic extremists have seized control of the northern part of Mali. So nearly a half million northerners have fled their homes. Many have headed south. They're taking refuge in the southern capital, Bamako. They're hoping that the UN will soon authorize a military intervention to oust the Islamists. But as Bonnie Allen reports from Bamako, many people are frustrated by what they see as the international community's lack of urgency. In the cliffside outskirts of Bamako, the Yatara family home is crammed full of relatives who have fled the north of Mali to the south. Fune Diko speaks in Tamashek, a northern dialect. She says there isn't enough food for everyone and her ten children are not going to school. The family matriarch, Nasiru Yatara, seems overwhelmed, trying to host her extended family and feed 40 additional mouths. But she can't send her relatives back to the north. These are my sisters and my brothers, she says. I have to keep them at my house. They can't go somewhere else. Though it's true, I have nothing. But some of her family members have already gone home, fearful of what awaits them, yet unwilling to stay away any longer. At a chaotic bus station in Bamako, some displaced northerners load their belongings on top of a battered green bus heading north. In Mali, northerners are known as proud people, embarrassed to be a burden on their relatives, tired of being hungry and trapped in the city, far away from their land, businesses, livestock and homes. Retired businessman Idara Sidi says that pride is driving them home despite the danger. I can go back to where I belong, where I have my home. Even if I do not fight personally, I can be there in times of combat. The situation in Mali couldn't be more complicated. A coup in March created a power vacuum in the country, and several rebel groups capitalized on that. Touareg separatist rebels declared an independent homeland in the north, but soon lost control to several radical Islamist militias. Al-Qaeda-linked militants with ties to drugs and arms smuggling are now controlling most of the north and imposing a strict form of Sharia law. Mali's government is seeking international intervention to oust the Islamists in the north. We need help. Our government won't be able to to manage this situation. Maybe we don't have petrol to give to the world, we don't have diamonds, but we still are human beings. That's a Malian woman I'll call Hawa, who grew up in the north. Like many women I've interviewed here, she doesn't want to give her full name or have her picture taken. She's too afraid to risk the safety of her family in the north. She was hoping for a quick military offensive to drive out the rebels and Islamist militants, and she feels betrayed by recent reports of more measured plans to train the Malian army and negotiate with warring factions. My feeling is that there is no priority on that. We feel that we are not important, our country is not important, the lives there are not important, Then there is no priority on that. No priority at all, nobody cares about it like At a community center in Bamako, women from northern cities share their stories. One woman cloaked in a white gown shows me a photo she secretly snapped with her cell phone inside a hospital in the city of Gao. In it, a boy lies on a cot with his amputated arm and leg wrapped in bandages. She tells me he was punished for defending his family's store. The rebels, they used to take all the phones because they don't want people to take pictures of this kind of pictures. Local health worker Adama Koyate translates for the women. He says it's a terrible situation for the people who stayed behind. They are being killed. Lots of children cannot eat. They cannot go to their normal schools. Women cannot go out. It should stop. It should be stopped right now. But these women know there's no quick solution, and they seem defeated by that reality. For The World, I'm Bonnie Allen, Bamako, Mali.